we don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Garamangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. So I've just discovered about myself that I have a very particular niche skill that I'm not proud of. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's unpack this one. Thank you for holding space for me, <laughs> Rebsy. I have a knack for calling people about the most mundane pedestrian shit on their birthday. Oh, like accidentally? Mm. Like you don't remember it's their birthday Correct. and you call them and you're like, yep. hey, um, where did you get those trainers that you were wearing on the weekend, the green ones? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of thing? That kind of shit. And then I go on socials. Like eight hours later in the evening and then I see all of the happy birthday so-and-so posts that they've reshared and I'm like, oh no, I spoke to that person today, didn't wish them happy birthday and asked them about something completely mundane and mediocre. Oh my God. Mm. Anyway, I did it recently with two friends. Oh wow. Yeah. So it really is a skill. It's a skill. Mm -hmm. It's a habit I'd like to drop. Anyway, should we get into the episode? Absolutely. We have a thousand things to do. But we'd rather chat to you With emails and meetings and husbands and kids We don't have time for this Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut, on the gram, along with my co-host, Kate Reeves. Hello, how you going? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Wow, what a week we've had. Wild. I know. Rebs, can you talk from an astrological POV, <laughs> uh, resident woo-woo girl? Well, I was going to say everything's out of retrograde now. It's all back in alignment, mm. which story checks, right? We are in alignment. We're in sync. Mm-hmm. We've bled together. We're ovulating together. I don't know. So here's a good way to frame it up. My boyfriend called me the other day and he's like, oh, what are you doing today? And I was like, oh, just filming a Spice Girls music video. He's like, oh, okay. What is your life? I'm like, hey, babe, can I call you back? I just need to get Guy's face and our face in the same tile for Instagram. He's like, cool. Okay, bye. (laughs) He's like, you're a Spice Girl getting Guy Sebastian's face in an Instagram tile. And then we just did TV. We did our first experience of being on live TV. We got invited to come on the Today Show with Carl and Sarah. So fun. Um, it was wild. Can I just say, live TV is anxiety inducing. Dude, the adrenaline. Mm. It's insane. It is. It's a drug though, isn't uh, it? You can see how people do those jobs for like 30 plus years and never want to leave mm. because like it's very nerve wracking. Yeah. But then you're on a high as soon yeah. as, you, as it's over. But I was envious of Carl and Sarah's absolute chill. Yeah. Because we were almost levitating. Yeah. That's how much our cells were vibrating with Uh adrenaline at the end of the segment Carl came and shook Rebs's hand to say goodbye and I knew I was next and I kid you not I had pools of sweat oh babe if you see that video I don't know if we've shared it anywhere it's in our Facebook group actually I am sitting with my hands cupped upwards because there is a pool of sweat in my palms and when he shook went to shake my hand I actually said Carl I'm really sorry I actually can't I can't shake your hand because they're that sweaty because I was so nervous and bless him he was so generous he was like it's cool totally get it I was like thank you can't sweat a Novik it's um (laughs) sorry we cannot (laughs) 
Just casually <laughs> slide. No, one. we can't blow past that one, Revzy. Carl <sighs> Sweatanovic. Yeah, good egg. It's so funny. Producer Kate was like, how do you go do a live show where you're singing and dancing and multiple costumes and you're fine and that makes you nervous? I'm like, because we're being ourselves complete. Like, we don't know what's coming. We're not in control. Type A nightmare. It's the lack of control no. part that resonates with me because the thing about our live show, we curated yeah, it. We charge. created it. We're in charge. It's very different to going on someone else else's show yeah, yeah. as a guest where you're like I'm in your hands and I don't know what's happening you know blew my mind mm-hmm. no one briefs you right like you go in they're like here's hair and makeup then they're putting a mic on you they're putting you in a stool and they're like three two <laughs> and you're like no one told me what to do what if I say cunt <laughs> what will happen <laughs> will I get slimed from the ceiling seriously like, no brief nothing we got a text the night before about a few potential talking points yeah but that was it it's so funny I, I don't know respect for people who do it right people who go on live tv regularly for their job you're like wow it must be such a skill and muscle that you build up anyway wild it was the guy sebastian video actually let's stop calling it that that our music video Mm. has just gone viral this way and it's just because hard relate right yeah women feel seen we just want someone to take some shit off our mental load we sure do (laughs) i found it so fascinating just seeing the pace of live tv and what a well-oiled machine it was i know just from the sound guy he came up to me and he was like oh i need to put this mic on you and i was like i've worn the worst outfit i'm in a jumpsuit he's like no i deal with these all the time and literally shoved his hand down my back (laughs) and hooked it straight into my bra and he was out within a nanosecond and I was like, this ain't your first rodeo. He's like, yeah. it ain't. He must be really good in bed, like taking off a bra. Yeah. What do you reckon? Like <laughs> The accuracy, Revs. The accuracy. <laughs> yeah. Those TV people, they're very professional. Mm. Anyway, that was a really fun experience. Thank you to our DLs who supported us from afar Thanks, and guys. cheering us on. Love uh, it. That's one thing we can tick off the box of experiences. <laughs> Live TV. Crazy. Bit of a segue. Mm. Got a story about Iggy. Okay. I don't even know how to begin this one. It's borderline inappropriate, but I'm going to share it anyway. <laughs> We're FaceTiming my dad in Thailand. Now, my dad is called Kunta. Love him dearly. That's grandfather in Thai on the maternal side. And we don't FaceTime. Oh, there's a different grandpa in Thai on the paternal side? Yes. What is it? So when my brother eventually has kids, yeah. they will call him Kunpu, whereas Whoa. my kids call their grandfather Kunta. And oh. so, oh, oh. So you know how my kids call Yai Yai? Yeah. My brother's future kids will call her Ya. Oh, my God. Well, it's so that a child can go up to any grandparent Uh and everyone in the room knows instantly that it's maternal grandmother or paternal. Wow. Yeah, it's cool. I love those kinds of details. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we are FaceTiming Kunta, which I'll admit we don't do it frequently Mm -hmm. enough. Mm -hmm. For longtime listeners of the potty, (laughs) you will know this about my dad and his inability to make contact with me as often as I'd like. Hashtag daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, daddy. Anyway, the kids were in the bath and Iggy was like, mum, who are you talking to? And I was like, oh, Kunta. And Iggy said, I want to talk to Kunta. I want to talk to Kunta. And I said, absolutely, go for it. So I turned the phone to Iggy and just bearing in mind, my dad is full Thai. Yep. And uh, the first thing Iggy says is, Kunta, open your eyes. Oh my God. 
and I lose it. My dad starts losing it. And my dad's like, my eyes are open. And Iggy's like, no, Kunta, you're sleeping. Stop. Wake up, Kunta. Open your eyes. <laughs> Mummy, Kunta's not opening his eyes. He's tricking oh me. God. And my dad is like, my eyes are open, Iggy, and starts doing his version of wide eyes. Uh, anyway, like, can Iggy kind of get away with that? Because he's quarter Asian. Of course he can. It's his, ex- <laughs> it's his experience. If anything, it's for you. It's like, where are the Asian people in his life? Seriously. <laughs> he's in such a white bubble. It's upsetting. Isn't he? Living on Sydney's northern beaches, doesn't know Asian eyes when his mother has them. I know. <laughs> it's cool. alarming. Yeah, it is oh, alarming. Man. I did have that moment where I'm like, is it time Hubs and the kids and I go do a year sabbatical whoa, whoa, whoa. in Asia? Whoa. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, we could still record the potty. Yeah, we can't go on the Today Show if you're in fucking Bangkok. No, give no. <laughs> Pump those brakes. Right. I take it back. Iggy's very well-rounded. <laughs> he has a great sense of the world he lives in. <laughs> retract, retract. Because to me, your brother looks like your dad. Like they are so similar looking. And Tim to me looks mm. full Thai. Yeah. Like you have a half Asian, half British look, yes. look to you. Yes. But Tim looks way more He Thai. does. My brother, yeah, he definitely scored more of the Asian genes. And Iggy's and around him all the time. All the time. Yeah. But with my dad, I will say, when we were talking to him, my dad's got very hooded eyelids. And as he's got older, they've sure. become even more hooded. Yeah. And for whatever reason on this particular day, <laughs> my dad looked like a gorgeous clay model face and someone had got a scalpel and just drawn little <laughs> incisions where the eyes are, which made him look like he's asleep. Out of the mouths of babes. You know, they just call it how they see it. They sure do. No. You know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? Aside from my son being semi-offensive, <laughs> I don't have time for my torn feelings about same-sex schools versus co-ed schools. Okay, okay. The girl who didn't want to have school as a topic of conversation in her life. What's happened? It's surrounding me. I feel like I can't avoid it, the school chat, okay? But this is one that I was willing to participate in. Okay. And I know I've got years and years ahead of me to spend worrying about this. But for context, I was getting my nails done to get rid of the post-show nails. Mm. And I happened to be sitting next to two high school-aged girls. And my guess is they were in year 11 or year 12. I was just tuning into their banter and they were just so gorgeous. And you know when you look at girls, you can't help but go, what school do you go to? You seem like you've something right is happening here. Just hearing their innocence, but also they were smart. Mm. You know, they're just clever girls. It's like the opposite of when you walk past a bunch of teenagers just being dickheads with a trolley or something and you're like, oh, God, is that my future? Yes. It's like the opposite side where you're like, oh, is that my future? Hanji P. Yeah. And I just looked over at their uniforms mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, they go to Oxford Falls, okay. which is a local school in my area. So I just, I interrupted their chat. They were sitting right What were next they talking about? They were talking about getting ready for their formal, but they were doing it in a way that there was just such a purity and an innocence to it whilst being smart. I know that sounds silly, but just the way they structured their sentences, like, <laughs> I know it sounds odd, but like, I was like, I respect you guys. I feel like you've got good heads on your shoulders. Okay, so, mum. <laughs> oh no, fuck, I'm that person. You are. I am. It's giving yai so hard right now. Fucking hell. <laughs> Continue. I don't know if I want to, if no, I'm, I'm here with you. I'm All here right, with you. So I interrupted their chat and I was like, 
like, hey, this is so random, but can I ask you guys something? And they were like, sure. Again, so open. I said, can I ask, because I noticed you go to Oxford Falls, not being a stalker, but um, what's your experience of being at a co-ed school? Mm. Because I've got this internal battle about co-ed versus same sex mm-hmm. for Rafa. Mm-hmm. I've talked about this on the potty many times, and I think I've come to realize that I am projecting my own experience of high school onto mm. her. Mm-hmm. And so I think like an idiot that I can replicate it. But how else do you come to any decision except from your own experience? I understand that, but I think it's important to observe yes. when you're trying to replicate mm. your own experience versus what is the best thing to do moving forwards. And yep. that's something that I've really been thinking about a lot is that life is co-ed. So schools should also be co-ed. Mm-hmm. Like what are we setting our kids up for separating genders? I don't know if that theory sticks for me because life is also specialized, but school is broad. Do you know what I mean? Like I think school, yes. school serves a purpose for a time. It doesn't mm. need to be life. Do you know what I mean? But when you're in your school years, it is your life. Yes. For five years. Yeah. And this is the thing. I am pro single sex schools. Mm. I loved going to an all girls school. Anyway, mm. I digress. Now I was chatting to the girls and one of them went to an all girls school and the other has been in co-ed school her whole life. Okay. You're I've, like, excellent sample. Yes, I did. Instantly. <laughs> this is wonderful for my data. <laughs> yes. I was like, talk to me. Like, so you went to an all girls school. She's like, yeah, I did for year seven to year nine. And then I moved to co-ed and I was like, can I ask why? And she said, look, I just felt that it was very bitchy at the girls school that I was at. It didn't suit me. I didn't find my people. So moving to a co-ed school was the best decision for me. And I said, look, I want to ask you, this is going to be a weird question, but do you find that when you are in the learning environment with boys, I got so deep with these girls, they would have been like, who's this crazy bitch? Do you feel like you can't excel at learning? Mm -hmm. Because what if there's a boy in your class you have a crush on? Like I was giving them full on examples. It's like, like, okay, millennial. (laughs) (laughs) We're allowed to be smart in front of boys now. (laughs) Don't know if you got the memo. Well, Repsy, they said, look, we'll admit it's a bit like that from year seven to year nine. And this is the girl who went to co-ed school and has only ever known co-ed school. She's like, there's something about year seven to nine where I'll admit there's a bit of like, oh, that boy likes me. Do I speak up in class? What if I make a fool of myself? Mm -hmm. And she said, but by year 10, you're a family. The boys become your bestest friends, just like any of the girls in your class. And then after that, we're all focused. And then it's cool to excel and succeed and do well in your subjects. And I was like, This is everything I needed to hear. Mm. But I don't know. I guess I reflected on my time at a girls school and I think from year seven to year nine, I was boy obsessed. Yeah. They just went in the classroom. Exactly. Yeah. Look, I know this is a hot topic. Mm. Like we've been asked this so many times in our Facebook group about schools. Yes. And I always get kind of hesitant to talk about it because I feel like we always say we're not experts and we're not even high school mums yet. You know, we're nowhere near it. And we both have the same experience. We both went to a single sex high school and a private school and we both went to co-ed primary school so we have the same experience we can't offer a whole lot of different you know but that was also 20 years ago Mm. and I don't know I just think it's changed so much like kids have changed yeah our kids generation are going to be so so different and again I think we land in the same place where I think Isla would thrive in an all-girls school I don't know maybe she would thrive just as much in co-ed she has a lot of boy friends Mm. you know a lot and 
she gets on really like her entire football team is boys and one other girl and she's got a brother she's surrounded by boys actually she can hang and so far she doesn't feel the need to be cool okay so far she's just a kid with other kids let me ask you this Revzy, and answer honestly Mm. because this is another thing the girls brought up with me because we only socialize with boys on weekends Mm -hmm. mostly Mm -hmm. did you feel you could fully be yourself oh no Mm. but I haven't wasn't fully myself anywhere in life until like I don't know five years ago (laughs) I'm not even kidding no I believe you I just like I think we come at school from our POV now like teenagers aren't the most awkward fucking aliens in the world whatever school they're at do you know what I mean and yes sometimes there are impressive teenagers they're rare as hen's teeth you know like Mm. and they always end up as prefects and head girl and when you go to a school for an information night they're putting those kids at the mic you know yeah like most teenagers I'm including myself here and you it's so awkward you know Mm. you think you know everything and yet you know nothing you want to be older than you are and yet you're still such a baby you have so much life and learning to do and I think when we think of schools we think where can I send my kid to the fucking buzzword of parenting thrive yeah and it's like you know what not everyone thrives at school Obviously, it's the goal, but I think we hold it up so high that school is this thrivey, achievey, perfect scenario. Anyone who's funny, interesting, clever, anyone with a book or a TV show or a podcast mm. or who does anything interesting, their story is never, yeah, I had a really great childhood, then I had a wonderful school experience where I thrived, <laughs> then I went on to, you know, it's not real life. Mm. Now, okay, I'm not saying we go, cool, it's a Wild West, it's rogue out there, chuck them wherever and hope for the best but But I I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to absolutely nail school but I think what you said there really landed with me or I agree with I should say that it is the wild west and you chuck them in and see if it sticks there is a degree of that leap of faith element because you don't know how your kid is going to fit with a particular school and this is why I don't take on anyone's opinions Mm. about schools Mm -hmm. because From one person, I've heard someone go, my kid loves it. In the same breath, another parent is saying, my kid just didn't gel with that school. So I never take on that. And look, you can have the whole situation like an echo chamber where the more you hear about it, the more it feeds and affirms what your hopes are. And that's fine. But I do think that it's luck of the draw, year group, teachers, all of the elements just sometimes come together for some kids and sometimes it doesn't. Yes. What I do know is that I don't, personally want my kids to go to a school that puts academics as the number one thing and everything else is secondary Mm -hmm. because it's like I get so defensive of the arts as an industry Mm -hmm. you know when the arts doesn't get funding from the government I'm Mm. like Like the latest budget (laughs) yeah like the latest budget it's like (gasps) we are telling important stories and the arts needs funding well and if you look at education and what it's hilarious because I didn't want a broad education with Mm. lots of different things I wanted a very niche (laughs) So did I. When I was a kid, so did you. But when you look at education, I would like my kids to have a broad experience of the arts, STEM, Mm -hmm. all the things. But yeah, Sydney schools, Mm -hmm. this is very local for all our international and listeners that aren't from New South Wales. Sydney schools are intense, clicky and very academic and sport driven. They Mm. are. That's the culture here. So going back to the comment about could you feel feel like you could be yourself? Did you? Around boys, the ones who were my friends. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is semi-random, but like Hubs was my next door neighbour. 
brother. Yep. So he was my friend from when I was 12 years old. Mm. As we went into high school, he went to an all boys school. And then I guess I was more awkward around meeting his new friends mm. as opposed to him because yeah. we have that root in friendship. Yes. Which I guess what I'm leading to is that one of the girls, the one who had been in co-ed schools, her theory, she reckons socially her friends who go to all girls schools, she sees them change oh, around okay. boys. Uh-huh. And she said, whereas for her, boys are her peers in class. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's like, I spend all day with them. They become like family. That's what she kept saying. We're like a family. Mm. So she said, I don't have to be anything but myself. And I thought that was quite interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know what to take away from that. And I can feel DLs who are listeners who maybe have sent their kids to single sex schools, mm. perhaps feel defensive as I'm talking about it. But this is more yeah. just observation. an observation. I, I think it's a time. Mm. You know, we went to a single sex school. We have many male friends. Do you know what I mean? And yes, maybe for a time, a chapter, we were not fully ourselves around boys, but maybe we thrived in other areas where we could. You know what I mean? Mm. I think it's you probably can't have it all, all no. the time. I know I really suited a single sex high school education. So you think. I think. But I don't have anything to compare Compare it it against. Maybe I would have done just fine in co-ed, you know. I'm going to approach it. My kid, you know. Mm -hmm. Where is my kid happy and thriving? (laughs) Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. I was just thinking, well, how else are you going to approach it? <laughs> everyone's I'm kids. I'm going to look at everyone I'm else's. Gonna, I'm going to choose the school for everyone's kids. DM me. I'll pick your school. <laughs> or I'll look at what everyone else is doing with their kids and I'll copy and paste it to my daughter. Well, I think a lot of us do that because we get overwhelmed and we don't know. And, in like, again, there's privilege in the having a choice, you know, whether you go public, private, single sex, co-ed, depending where you live, you know, all these things. Some people don't have a choice. There's one school and one Catholic school mm. and there's your choice. But we are spoilt for choice where we live. What I mean is like, I wouldn't say both my kids are going to X school because that school, they've been there for generations. I hear great things. The principal's this, you know, because Teddy and Isla might have completely different experiences. My example is Isla, someone at her public school primary identified that she needed to be in a class with a particular dynamic for this year. And they never spoke to me and her dad about it. She just went ahead and did it because there was a dynamic happening. They thought it was affecting her learning. Interesting. So they moved her away into a class with people she'd never been in a class before. And she has had the best year and she's got a very different type of teacher and she is like absolutely thriving mm. this year. And I wouldn't have even known that if I hadn't been talking to the head of pastoral care about something completely different. And she mentioned it to me and I was like, did you do that? And she's like, yeah, we really thought Isla would benefit from. And I was like, holy shit, I have underestimated my local school. That's amazing. You know, like, and so the school has been amazing for Isla. Now, Teddy is fine. He goes fine, but he probably needs more attention Mm. because he's, Isla is the kind of person where she makes her needs very obviously known. Whereas Ted could clearly, I think he's the kind of kid who could slip through the cracks. Mm -hmm. So I've got to be more on it. And because he's my second born, I'm not as trained to be looking for the things because Isla sorts herself out in every Every aspect of life. I have to be like, oh no, Ted actually needs me to be mm. like on top of this and stuff. And to advocate for him. Advocate yeah. for him and actually ask questions and check that these things are happening because boyfriend could coast through and then be like, I can't read. And I'd be like, oh shit, is that not, oh, were we not there? You know? Yeah. My approach will be where does 
Teddy and Isla need to be. And I'm happy if they go somewhere, we make a decision and it's not working to look at changing it, Yeah, you know, like not to be stuck on one thing, but I'm not there yet. Mm. I don't know. I can see this is circling you. Like everyone around you is like having these chats and it's really getting its way in. Well, it's because I'm about to be a school mum yeah. next year and all these other fellow mums who are also about to be first time school mums. Yeah. There's something about yeah. that first mm-hmm. because Rafa's got a friend at kindy who's a third born and her mum's approach is so different. It's so chill. It's like being a first time mum, mm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, those friends who are up to their second or third kid, they just approach the first six months of life with a newborn very differently. Yeah. It's fascinating. So obviously those girls you met at the nail salon, like they're clearly at the right school for them, you know? Like well, what I loved is one of them moved at the end of year nine, you know, that I, I think that was the takeaway for me yeah. where she was like, oh, it wasn't working for me. So I moved. Yeah. And I think it takes courage to move, not just from her, but for her parents totally. to agree to that decision. Because by year nine, kids have made clicks and yeah. friendship circles and to move your child knowing they know no one and they're starting afresh, mm. I think would be a hard decision. Yeah. But it sounds like from what she says, it was the right decision. So when you left like thank you for participating in my market research I did and you know what was even funnier was I was like thanks guys I'm just really interested in this chat because I've got a daughter and they went how old is she and I got five I got really embarrassed I did I died I was like oh yeah she's five they're like oh oh so we thought she was like in year five oh my god <laughs> the way I was talking anyway I'm just gonna disappear into my hole of shame stop stop no I think it's really interesting to have these chats like it's funny when anyone thinks they know what they're doing none Mm. of us know if you get it right for your kids congrats it doesn't mean it's the way for everyone you you do you yet again we're back to that old catch cry do you know what I don't have time for oh you sound somber what don't you you have time uh, for because I fear you're probably going to need to call me out a little bit because I'm having very big feelings Mm. about something not important (laughs) this is a safe space thank you and uh, I probably need to right size it a little okay I'm having violent feelings towards an Instagram account. Okay. He's got 1.6 million followers. Sizable. He is very joyful. Okay. Where are you going with this? He's called The Dad Social. I know this Are you aware of him? I am. It's because he's served to me every two seconds I'm Mm. on Instagram. Yeah, I don't follow him either, but his content is so popular that it appears in my feed frequently. Yes. So he's basically this loving father of two, (laughs) two girls with this beautiful wife. I assume he's in America. I've never checked. It looks America. It reeks America. It's giving middle America. It really is. And he basically makes these reels where he sets up these like beautiful date night scenarios for his daughters and wife. And he'll caption it something like POV, you're a dad. And this is how you want to start every day. And he does this reel where he's like cooking a breakfast barbecue and he sets up these like individual personal breakfast trays and he's the first one out of bed and it's to a song. And I hate him. I hate him. It's like toxic positivity and like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I just go? That's nice, but I can't handle it. I have so many feelings. I'm listening to you <laughs> stuttering and you're struggling. Like Look, it's just real after real after real of him doing these scenarios. Like one, he set up this date night for his wife where he blew up this thing and put it on the pool and he set up a movie screen outside yeah. and he rigged up fairy lights and he made this floating cocktails and like, and then she walks out and she's like, oh my God. It's like, yeah, you weren't inside doing bedtime while he spent three hours making a reel for Instagram. Like it's bullshit. Wow. It's bullshit. 
and I know what he's doing. I can see his marketing brain. It's just real after real of the same shit. Yeah. He's feeding the beast. Yeah, it's hitting with people. It's slapping. And, and But, like, why can't I just go, that's a nice dad. He likes doing nice things with things and he wants to share it with the world. People are loving the content. It's asking other dads to lift. Why do I hate him yeah, so? <laughs> I have to disagree about toxic positivity. Okay. I actually don't think it's that at okay. all. And I do want to correct <laughs> your very visceral feelings about this. I hate this dude. Like, you're literally about to levitate. I just want to share a video that I saw with our DLs just to keep adding to the context of it if you haven't seen it. He did one recently where he took a whole giant trampoline Mm. and created a sleepover scenario in the trampoline and then had a projector and they all watched a movie. It's the fairy lights. It's the detail. I think it's fab. Oh, okay. I do. For me, I'm like, yes, we need men like that lifting the others. Yes, we need him modelling that to his daughters. Taking charge of activities. Yeah. I understand that you're zooming out from a producer head and you can see the marketing and how he's feeding the beast and how he's giving people what they want and Uh he's become very niched and specific. And yes, you're right. This does take time away from dadding while he is prepping and we know it takes hours. How long it takes to make a reel like that? And And the bullshit surprise from his wife and kids as if they didn't know he was in the backyard prepping that. And the land involved. (laughs) Like One of them was like, POV, you're a dad and you make a giant water slide to create core memes or whatever it's like him in where do they go walmart just buying tons of plastic and he sets up this like long water slide was it a sponsored post why am i such a grinch no it wasn't sponsored well maybe he's probably super sponsored but like he's just buying like inflatables and plastic stuff and then these plastic things and like little cups and like all this junk and i'm like revs i know what's wrong with me can you not just look at it as a aspirational page you know it's no it's it's not it's not (laughs) achievable it's not attainable it's no it's completely unrealistic but there are instagram pages for different purposes some are inspo and some are aspirational and he is aspirational dad and yes he will annoy a lot of other dads this is what i find fascinating is that it irritates you because i imagine it would more irritate men look i'm sure it's projection he's a good mum, and i am so far from that like You're a wallet I've, mum. I've literally left my kids while I toured the country recently. I've been farming them out to family. They've been in uh, after school care. Okay. Maybe it's projection that I'm like, oh, I don't Maybe. do anything fun for <laughs> No, I hate him. I hate him and I hate his stupid reels. I just want to confirm the certainty of your projection. (laughs) You see your own deficit and how you're delivering entertainment to your own children. is that what we have to do? These over-the-top, like, birthday party-style Saturday nights just to be a good parent? Revs, I have to laugh, okay? (laughs) Literally, you just said in the previous chat about schools, you do you. And here you are, not giving him permission to to do do him. him. (laughs) You stop doing you because it's upsetting me. (laughs) Mute his content if it keeps getting fed to you. Look, me who loves aesthetics, like my creative mind, I'm like, that's sick. And then I go, that's impressive. And then I go, looks like a lot of work. So why haven't you muted it? Like great, I know you don't question. I know you don't follow him no. and the and oh my god I'm catching you out right now. The reason why you keep getting fed it is because you consume it. So you yeah, I hate watch. You hate watch. I'm, I'm lurking. You are. <laughs> you hate the beast, but you feed the beast. Fuck. <laughs> it's me. Hi. I'm the problem, it's me. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I know. I should mute it. Yeah, I'll mute it. You need to. Okay. All right. I Can don't you? need to see it. Do you want to do it right now? Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not of a problem. I'm not obsessed with the dad's social or anything. <laughs> oh, okay? no, not at all. <sighs> mute. And then DLs are going to send it to me. Like, 
Oh, this one. <laughs> do you know what? I do think that there is a generation of kids now who are being raised with these very involved dads. Yeah. I think about this with my own husband. Uh-huh. He's fun dad. Yeah. Like he gets on the floor and crawls uh-huh. and lets them ride his back and boss him around. He chases them around the kitchen. Like He makes them pizzas in the pool. Yeah, that, yeah. This, this is my husband. Yeah. And I just go, well, if Rafa is a cishet female, yeah. she's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> You know, the standard is so high, but I'm hoping by that generation, those boys were also brought up with involved, I'm not going to use the word hands-on dad because I fucking hate that yeah, term, yeah. but involved dads. Equal parenting share dads. Yes, that yes. they grow up doing the same thing. Yeah. It's funny, yeah. my mum brought that up with me the other day saying, gosh, things have really changed in your generation. And I said, yeah, but us millennial mums, like we are pioneering that. Like because our partners were the products of their parents who were the products of their parents, mm. which was hands off dadding mm. like the amount of even hands-off mumming and like for gen x you totally know? Like but they were like sort yourself out but a lot of our generation their dads didn't change a nappy mm. didn't do any of that shit my dad didn't mm. he didn't change a nappy but now it's expected yes like, absolutely and we've still got a bit of correcting to do you yeah, know i know it's interesting though like i guess can i get deep about it please like <laughs> can i the, I, this the, is a podcast the, <laughs> we, we don't want to scratch the surface the idea that just inflating some stuff and filling things with popcorn and rigging up fairy lights makes you the best dad in the whole world like it's cool but maybe it's like that it's not enough like and I'm not saying he's not doing this but it's like there's no pretty shiny happy content reel for a dad who's emotionally available to his kids you know that will sit with his kids in the dark after bedtime and talk to them about the bully no I'm sorry it's there you're just not getting fed it. Yeah. Well, I, I want that content. It, it's you there. Know? Like, I get fed some of that that's content. That's the kind of partner I want yeah. my kids to seek out is someone who, you know, it doesn't have to be fucking movie night in the pool, but someone who's like not afraid to emotionally step up and like not try and downplay feelings and just like who's just like gets it and is committed to growth and evolution all those things that's a good dad you know that's a good mom and a good parent what what she's laughing at me Rosie what do you remember (laughs) when we were on tour and we cut together footage Mm. of the parts in the rehearsal where we were singing and dancing because two women with a microphone talking Mm -hmm. didn't look like interesting content yes this is the okay. same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not to say that that dad who is blowing up inflatables is emotionally also, unavailable. Yes, <laughs> it's not one or the other. Yeah, I know. He I can know. be both. Yeah. It's just that that is visually. Yeah. You're an art director for fuck's sake. I don't know it, why it's pissing me off so much. Yeah. Maybe it's just Instagram is pissing me off because no, it's this I, algorithm I thing. I think we know why. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. unpacked that. Yeah. It's a projection of your own feelings about your own shortcomings in the recent months with your own kids. Yeah, maybe. You know what? Christmas is ahead of us. Yeah. I just dropped the C-bomb in oh October. God. Get Look the senses ready. But we're heading into the final quarter of the year. We really are. And Christmas is a coming and mm. you are the queen of making Christmas magical for your kids. You argue for Elf on the Shelf while I'm like not doing no, it. No, no, no. I've had a complete 180. Oh, talk it up. I know we're not at Christmas yet <laughs> and I'm blowing my content load. <laughs> Don't you dare. I have decided. And I'm sorry to everyone else. And if your kid goes to school with my kid, be warned. (laughs) 
Fuck. I am telling my kids about Elf on the Shelf this year. I'm telling them the truth. Can we insert cricket sounds? I unsubscribe from Elf on the Shelf this year. Oh, I unsubscribe man. and I'm telling them the truth because there's no other way around it. So gonna- last year I was up till 1am making a special email account from fucking, what's his name? Nutmeg saying, sorry, I'm a day late because I didn't get the Elf in time and Isla was beside herself. No more. This mum is unsubscribing from Elf on the Shelf and the only way to do that is respectful honesty. <laughs> respectful honesty or magic Kitler. No, it's, Santa's still real. All that's real. <laughs> All of that is still real, okay? The Elf on the Shelf is a fucking commercial piece of bullshit that was thrust upon us when we already have the biggest mental load of the year to deal with. My mum agrees with you, yeah. by the way. Well, my good. Mom Me was, and Yai, we can sit down Isla and Teddy and tell them the honest truth about life. Yai was like, where did this come from? From capitalism. No, I agree. But she was like, it wasn't a thing no, in her day of it's not parenting. A thing. It's not a thing. And it's become a thing. And now because it's fed into the schools, kids come home asking about it. It's become a thing for everyone. It's been forced upon us and I'm kind of with you, babe. Yeah. I've resisted it for as long as possible. And people have told me that apparently this is my last year that I can get away with not doing Elf yeah. on the Shelf because Rafa isn't at school yet. Yeah. So I'm terrified. Yeah. So, you know, I'm imagining a boardroom like the Barbie movie or the Mattel mm-hmm. scenes of like Christmas.com and they're like, you know, Christmas at the moment is only one day. How can we make it last a whole month? Insert evil fingers. And they're like, <laughs> I know, I know, an Elf that arrives on the 1st of December to give mums another fucking thing to do Mm. every single night of December. The worst time for all the things you've got to get done. The wrap up of your year at work. Like, fuck you up on the shelf. I'm done. (laughs) To all our deals who work in corporate, especially marketing, you will know that the lead up to Christmas marketing preparation for any company starts six to eight months. Yeah, depends what you're in, but yeah, I mean, it's It's aggressive. Anyway, let's not blow our Christmas load because we need an onslaught of content in the month of November, December about Christmas. It gives it every year. Oh dear. It just gets harder and bigger and worse every year. It sure does. Anyway. Hit me with your nut spawn. I'm gonna hit you with my nut spawn. Do, do, do. All right, so this is semi niche, but I feel broad enough. Okay. So Isla likes to wear shorts to school now. Oh, we're back on school chat. This is relevant. Yeah, we've got one more term left for the year. So she just wants to wear her soccer shorts all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, her soccer shorts are not school regulation. Anyway, we go to a public school, so you can wear any navy blue shorts. And I was buying her the like, you know, the cheap chain ones and they're just not lasting because she wears them every single day. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've stress tested all the brands and they were just falling apart. We're going through them, you know, all the things. So I bought her a good pair of like sports shorts from Rebel. Oh, they're Under Armour. They were... $59.95, which is a lot more than if you went to, you know, your best and less or your target or whatever. But they are lasting. Yeah. They're comfortable. They wash well. They dry quickly. None of the stitching's falling out. I don't know how many times I need to learn the lesson. Of false economy. Of false economy. It's like just buy one good pair of the thing. Anyway, the regulation navy and black Under Armour shorts that I got at Rebel Sports for kids to wear every single day. So did you end up getting them for Teddy? No, not yet, but he doesn't want. 
he's got this particular pair of basketball shorts that he likes to wear. Oh, nice. My son is very particular about I his wardrobe. It. But Isla just wanted something she could play soccer in, wear to touch footy and wear to school. She's a real habit person when it mm. comes to clothes. Anyway, got her there. I'm going to get another pair because they're just like so great. And, oh, good. Uh, yeah, that's my tip. Rebel sport for kids' clothes. Great not spun. If your kids are like primary school age, like I would say over six, like my kids just want to wear, I would say active wear, except it's not at all active wear because <laughs> they're children. They just want to wear sports clothes because yeah. they just run around and they're just active all the time. So It Reb- is active wear. I took them to Rebel and there's so much stuff. Dude, I haven't been in Rebel in a while, but I used to love a trip to Rebel. Yeah. The yeah. kids section's great. Yeah. That's my tip. Hot tip for you. Brilliant tip. Hit me with your knot spawn. Have I got a knot spawn for you? Yeah, I bet you do, girlfriend. I've got a watch. Not a watch? Not a, not a physical watch oh. on your wrist, but something to watch. Okay. I know DL's always looking for new things yes. to consume, and here is one to consume, like I did, in 48 hours. Oh. 12 episodes. When does she find the time? At night, because okay. I don't sleep like okay. a crazy person. Hey. Anyway, our UK DLs mm-hmm. will be like, oh, my God, Gem, you are so behind the eight ball. Okay. Okay. It's a show called Traitors. Mm-hmm. It's on Channel 10 in Australia. However, you need to start with Traitors UK. Okay. There is an Australian version and there is a US version. Trust me, the UK version is the best. Okay. Is it reality? It's reality. Okay. It's a game. Oh. But basically. It's everything Gem loves. It's, it's everything I love. <laughs> my mum reckons I should go on this show and I'm like, I can't. It's too stressful, the anxiety. Anyway, imagine 20 strangers being put in a castle in Scotland. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> it is pricked up. And three of them get selected to be traitors while okay. the rest are faithfuls. Okay. And the game is, is they all have to collectively vote out who they think the traitors are. Okay. So it's and like a murder mystery party. Correct. Okay. And there's a large sum of money at the end. Any faithfuls who are remaining get to split the pot. But if a traitor gets through to the end they under the all. mask of a faithful, they win the lot. Love it. It is so fucking good. But it's not just the premise. It's not just the concept of the game that's interesting. For me, in the UK version it's the characters it's cast it well it's the people it's so diverse and there's so much tension but also so much love like there was a time I'm gonna call it out like maths where it's like let's get this bitchiness happening I'm done with that bullshit I love watching shows like Lego Masters Mm -hmm. or MasterChef the Great British Bake Off where it's positive vibes it's feel good and traitors while very (laughs) stressful okay it is stressful and there's backstabbing and stuff but at the core of it why it becomes so challenging is because they all become besties and then the ones who are playing traitors are ridden with guilt like they really struggle with Uh. the guilt factor the lies and the lies that they have to commit to and then the faithfuls are like I know you're a faithful to a traitor and it's just it's so good so if you were on the show yes what would you want to be Initially a trader just for the fun of it the and game, the yeah. intel yeah, yeah, that yeah, they yeah. get. Uh-huh. But having now watched the series, I think the added layer, because they have to think like a faithful yeah. every time. So their brain is processing at a different rate. So I would prefer to be a faithful. <laughs> I need a name for this face that Jem gets. Like I saw it when we were shooting our Spice Girls video. I'm seeing it now. It's like a very focused obsession mode. <laughs> and she talks like everyone 
one in the world cares as much about whatever topic <laughs> she's talking about. And it's quite amazing. It's like so in it and so specialized. I'm going to call it the specialist. She's got the specialist <laughs> face on right now. She's like, they have to think like a faithful. And then they've got this other layer where they have all this intel and they have to do it. So. But Rats, it's so <laughs> good. And, and okay, hear me out, DLs. Like if anyone is looking for a new show, like the cliffhangers at the end of every episode where you're like, it's 2 a.m. but I've got to commit. Oh, my God. I can't. This is your show. Okay. I will say you need to get through the first three episodes. Now of I know UK? Of the UK okay. season. Don't okay. do the Australian one. Don't do the US one. I'm talking specifically about Traders UK. Get through the first three episodes. And I know some people will be like, well, that's a shit show if I have to get through the first three episodes. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Heaps of people. <laughs> I think I said it once on the potty. I was like, well, it shouldn't need to take three episodes. Honestly, stick with it. Yeah. There's 12 and you can fall into the YouTube vortex after. Wonderful. And by the way, it's been greenlit very recently for season two. And it's just fun to get ahead on a show that's like having a moment. Quick fun fact. <laughs> okay. I know I should stop going on about it. But if this doesn't reel you in, I don't know what else will. This show has outperformed Love Island UK in viewers. That Specialist. is huge huge that's right. how popular it you've is you've got me i want to watch this it it's, sounds amazing it's great it's a feel-good show called traitors <laughs> <laughs> i'm in ah dl well, that Thanks. was a twisty turny episode sure wasn't was. it let's keep this school chat going in the facebook group because mm. i feel like we need everyone's collective you know gemini we can get in a real echo chamber here so like let's get everyone's buy-in absolutely yeah thank you for being here with us dls i'm gonna plug it again but if you haven't voted for <gasps> us in the australian podcast awards now's the time yes. besties we had some insight we learned that we are in the top 20 which is amazing you guys have done that yeah, that is you it's your reward and we're not asking to win we just want to make it into the top 10 again I'm not Gem's not asking to win because she's a level-headed person I'm pedal to the metal and I want a trophy I just do you know what I don't want (laughs) is to not make it into the top 10 that would be like oh we've regressed our audience has grown but they give less fucks so if you've got your phone with you right now and literally the thought pops into your head oh yeah I've got to do that please now right now just pull it out it's so quick and easy I promise link is in the show notes look the UX the user experience of their website is not great it's not great okay we'll preface it but do it for us do it for you girls yeah do us a solid anyway enough about that we love you DLs and as always we'll be back in your ears bright and early on Friday (laughs) I love that you like quick get over this move on to the next thing and say bye we didn't have to do anything sorry for existing and we'll see you bright and early on Friday morning bye bye bye